Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, May 2nd, 5.52 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. July corn futures down 12 and a quarter at 8.01 and a quarter. December corn is down 10 cents at 7.41 and a quarter. July soybeans down 17 and a quarter at 16.67 and a half last trade. November beans down 12 and three quarters at 15.02. July Chicago wheat is down 11 and a quarter at 10.44 and a half. July Kansas City wheat down 11 and three quarters at 10.94. July spring wheat is down seven and a quarter at 11.58 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it, guys. Leave me a rating on that Apple app in particular. Could certainly use some more ratings and reviews there. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, thank you, guys. We hit 5,000 subscribers on Friday, I believe. My new goal is 100,000 subscribers. Um, I know that sounds crazy. I don't know if there are 100,000 people out there who are interested in grain markets, but in any case, we're going to try to get every single one of them. So uh, that's a lofty goal. It's going to take a while, but uh, that's the game plan here. 100,000 next stop. If you guys need some additional assistance from me, uh, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information every single business day. And even on weekends, uh, you get my morning email, which goes out every business day before 6 a.m. Central. That includes all of my grain marketing recommendations, a ton of weather info. My subscriber-only videos go out every business day and on weekends during the summer. On Friday, I had one regarding uh, the corn market and late planting, uh, price implications, that sort of thing. I did some balance sheet work. I laid out some potential uh, price scenarios in regard to corn, uh, yield, acres, all of those things as it relates to late planting. And then yesterday, I did my first Sunday weather update video of the year. From May through about mid-July on Sundays, I send out a quick uh, four or five minute video regarding weather and its potential implication on the market uh, for Sunday night or into that week. So if you guys are interested in this content, sign up for that premium deal. It's 50 bucks a month. Cancel it at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. The EPA issued an emergency waiver on Friday that will allow for summer sales of the E15 ethanol blend, and it went into effect today. Uh, this will last for 20 days. However, the Biden administration says that it is committed to providing E15 for the entire summer. The White House believes that the move can save Americans about 10 cents per gallon in regard to gasoline purchases on average. Gasoline prices, of course, have surged in recent months amid ongoing inflation, Russia's invasion of Europe. Ukraine, all of those things. In regard to corn demand, this is probably not of major consequence. We may see, I don't know, I've seen estimates from 10 to 20 million bushels of additional uh, demand for U.S. corn via ethanol, which is not really enough to, to be a big market mover or anything like that, but a little bit more corn demand and maybe some cheaper gas prices here potentially. Ukraine's grain problems persist. The country has now formally closed its four ports in the Black and Azov Seas, uh, which have been captured by Russian forces. Uh, the Ag Ministry said this. The adoption of this measure is caused by the impossibility of servicing ships and passengers, carrying out cargo, transport, and other related economic activities, ensuring the appropriate level of safety of navigation. Uh, that's what the Ukrainian Ag Ministry said. Zelensky was on the Australian version of 60 Minutes uh, over the weekend or yesterday, and he said that Ukraine could lose 10 
tens of millions of tons of grain due to Russia's control of Black Sea shipping, triggering a food crisis that will affect Europe, Asia, and Africa. He said this, Russia wants to completely block our country's economy. So a lot of problems here. We did hear last week that there is uh, more corn in particular making its way to Europe via rail. Some of that has actually made its way to some ports in other countries, but uh, still a, a big problem here when it comes to uh, getting grain out of Ukraine in particular. Uh, we got some rain on the radar here this morning. Uh, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, this stuff's going to work its way east. Um, this could actually be a really good thing for some of these HRW wheat areas in, um, say, the western parts of, of Kansas, uh, Oklahoma. That Texas panhandle, I think, caught a little bit of rain maybe over the weekend. But uh, a lot of the Corn Belt is still going to be wet here over the next seven days. And it's really like the southern part of the Corn Belt. The Northern Plains and Minnesota actually going to be kind of dry here. Really not a ton of precipitation for the next seven days in North Dakota, South Dakota, or Minnesota. Uh, where you will see uh, quite a bit of precipitation is most of Nebraska, a lot of Iowa, a lot of Illinois, Indiana, Missouri, down into Kansas and Oklahoma. So corn planting is active uh, in many areas, but there's still a lot of areas that are at a standstill here. And um, the forecast is is not conducive to widespread planting activity. Temperature's still not great, uh, below normal, and they'll continue to run below normal for the majority of this week. Uh, we will see a crop progress report from USDA this afternoon. I would imagine that corn planting nationally is still very much behind its long-term average pace. China's COVID issues continue to wreak havoc on the country's economy. China's economic activity contracted sharply in April amid a series of lockdowns aimed at containing the rapidly spreading virus. Uh, supply chains again becoming a problem or a concern here. Factory activity in April fell to its lowest level in more than two years, according to government data. Now, to this point, China has still been a pretty active buyer of U.S. Uh, soybeans and U.S. corn. Could that change um, if this continues? I think it's a possibility. Uh, we've already seen some markets react to this. I think the sell-off in the hog market has something to, to do with this. Uh, certainly, we've seen some pressure there. Could this make its way into grain markets? I suppose that it could. CME has its new daily uh, grain price limits uh, starting today. The daily price limit for corn will expand to 50 cents uh, from 35 previously soybeans, $1.15 per bushel, uh, up from 90 previously. Wheat limits uh, daily will contract to 70 cents from 85 previously. Uh, for several years, CME has kind of adjusted uh, fairly frequently their daily price limits based on market volatility. The new methodology is a more flexible, transparent, and market-based price limit setting mechanism. It would allow price limits to expand under higher prices, but also allow price limits to retract when prices fall. I don't really think this is a big deal personally. I know a lot of people get worked up about these daily price limits. The market's going to do what it's going to do, guys. I mean, whether that happens uh, by 1.15 p.m. Central or whether it happens at 7 p.m. that same day, uh, I don't know if it makes that big of a difference to me, honestly. Large money managers were net sellers of corn and soybeans in the week ending April 26. They're still holding really hefty net long positions here, though. Uh, 339,000 contracts of corn is what they're long in net. Uh, soybeans, about 167. More modest net long in the SRW wheat market at about 15,000. It's been a long time since fund traders have been net short uh, corn and soybeans, and I don't necessarily foresee that happening anytime soon. You need to get into the U.S. growing season, uh, have some good-looking crop prospects, and probably have something happen in the outside markets, but uh, never say never. The S&P posted its lowest close since May of 2021, I believe on Friday, by most commonly used metrics.
metrics, the S&P and the Dow Jones are both in what we call correction territory. Uh, the textbooks essentially say that once you've pulled back more than 10%, uh, you're in correction territory. The S&P 500 is now more than 14% from its peak, while the Dow is about 11% from its peak. The NASDAQ is in bear market territory. That's your big tech index. It's corrected 24% from its high. Uh, this is the third worst start to any year on record, 1929 to present, for the S&P 500. It's down 13.3% year to date. The market, the stock market, is facing an incredible number of headwinds here. Surging inflation, rising interest rates, Russia, Ukraine, China, COVID issues. I mean, you name it. Uh, there's a lot of, of negative issues here. Um, I had some good S&P charts in the uh, newsletter here this morning. The cattle market was lower on Friday. Uh, cash cattle is holding together okay. Cash was kind of scattered, 140 to 144 in the south, 144 to 146 in the north. The box beef market was lower on Friday. The U.S. dollar is higher this morning and has been very strong relative to other global currencies. The S&P uh, trying to rebound here up 15 points ahead of the cash open. The Dow Jones is up 140. Bonds off a little bit. Gold's off 30 bucks. Crude oil is down $2.85 in the July WTI 109 last trade. Have a great week, guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow.